You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Top Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. This is your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today. A little NFL talk, a little bit about Jackson State and the Celebration Bowl. Also, a little bit about the NBA Christmas Day lineup, and then ultimately uh, a little something about the World Cup. But first, Danny, to the NFL, where interesting weekend in NFL, Danny, where to me it started off with uh, this comeback by the Minnesota Vikings. I remember seeing on the ticker here 33 nothing at halftime by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and then ultimately the Vikings roared back here uh, to win 39-36 in overtime. Uh, I don't know what the hell going on with the Colts, man. This was the biggest comeback in NFL history, I believe. Uh, another significant comeback uh, against Matty Ice. Yes. Who seems to be the common denominator in all this. First, it was <laughs> Super Bowl. I, I hate to bring that up uh, to you, Danny. Uh, but then, nonetheless, it was also uh, now with this 33-point uh, uh, comeback by the Minnesota Vikings. What say you on that one in particular? Jason, a key event happened early in the game where Jonathan Taylor <clears throat> injured his ankle, which I think down things would have held as is. I think that would have made a difference in the game because Jonathan Taylor is a better running back than Deion Jackson and Zach Moss, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the Colts shouldn't have let this one go, man. It was 33-0 in the second half. Like, <laughs> the clock was running in the second half, and Minnesota had some gigantic chunk plays. K.J. Osborne had some plays, Dalvin Cook. And the Colts just <laughs> – it was just tough to watch, man, from the Colts' perspective because they just couldn't do anything. And kudos to Minnesota's defense, too. They started getting to Matt Ryan late fourth quarter overtime. They blitzed him, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get the ball off. Another comeback win by the Minnesota Vikings, man. They they, they have nine lives, 15 lives, whatever you want to say. Man. They just don't quit. And, again, if they get down to playoffs – is this something else where a team has to keep that in the back of their mind that, hey, this team won't quit and they may come back on us? Well, Danny, you know, the first thing that came to mind when I first saw the score, 33 nothing, I was like, Minnesota Vikings, this fool's gold. Mm-hmm. We've seen the storybook before or a similar storybook before and where Minnesota has really done well regular season. But once you get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. they are who we thought they were. Interesting move here by the Minnesota Vikings uh, for the comeback. Uh, another interesting uh, game uh, Monday night to me, Danny, was Green Bay Packers winning 24-12 against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Dobbs, five catches for 55 yards. Uh, Aaron Jones, 17 carries for 90 yards. Aaron Rodgers, 22 for 30, 229 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, but nonetheless, the Green Bay Packers prevail here uh, and they keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a long shot. Baker Mayfield for the Rams, 12 for 21, 111 yards, touchdown, a pick. I mean, this was just a, uh, just a blah game. 
I ended up watching uh, some of the uh, Bucks, <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans game. Quite <laughs> honestly, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess my in my eyes, it would have been good. It's good to see uh, Dobbs and Watson on the field together. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see what that tandem uh, looks like right before the game. Uh, the Green Bay Packers wave Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, and it makes an Alan Lazard. And it makes, uh, but I just say this, Danny, I'm not impressed with Alan Lazard here, man. One catch, seven yards. He's supposed to be dubbed the number one receiver and just haven't really seen a whole lot of him being number one, quite frankly. Uh, I've seen that Dobbs Watson connection more so than anything. So, I think that's the future moving forward. What say you? Another person to call out here is this time is A.J. Dillon, who had two touchdowns mm-hmm. in this game. And mm-hmm. it's hard to tackle those big boys in this cold, man. It mm-hmm. was cold in Green Bay Monday night. And this is where A.J. Dillon can shine because they have two of their last three are at home with uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota and Detroit coming to, Green, to Lambeau. But they have a – Game against Miami this weekend. <laughs> so, this one may do them in because Miami has – they have something to play for because they're yep. playing for their playoff lives as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not a game where they can just go down there and just run all over Miami. Miami's going to be waiting for them because they need to win as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that game on Christmas Day. But the Rams are depleted. Green Bay shouldn't have lost this game. We'll see what happens next week. Another interesting game, Dan, was your uh, Atlanta Falcons taking this L against the uh, New Orleans Saints, your hated rival in the division. Uh, 18 to 21. Andy Dalton, 11 for 17, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, this was a huge game. You all actually really needed this game, man. Desmond Ritter, 13 for 26 for only 97 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed like the ground game was the. Uh, Emphasis here by by your Atlanta Falcons. Patterson, 14 carries for 52 yards. Uh, Algier, uh, 17 carries for 139 yards and a touchdown. Patterson also with a touchdown. What say you about your Atlanta Falcons, Danny? Yeah, Jason, this one was tough, man. Another game where we are down 14 in the first quarter, and we could have been down 21, but – Atlanta battled and battled again. This is it's like a common theme these last few weeks where they get down early and then they battle back. It was Ritter's first game, rookie quarterback, and it took him some time to get at least in a groove. He, you could tell he was rushing. He was excited. And it's a tough position for a rookie to go into a rival's home field and try, you know, as your first game. So there's a lot of nerves involved and it showed with Ritter. But like you said, they had over 200 yards rushing, which they ran the ball really well. And London actually had seven receptions for 70 yards. But the key here was Atlanta stopped New Orleans on a fourth down play in the fourth quarter. We're driving uh, two minutes left. And Ritter throws a nice ball to London. London tries to make a move, fumbles the ball. (laughs) And that's the game. So another game where they've lost, I think this is their seventh loss by less than six points this year. And I think from Arthur Smith's perspective, it's tough. But you can't put this on him, man. It's 
they're playing. They have a lot of rookies, a lot of guys they're playing with that aren't, the, uh, I would say, the cream of the crop, so to speak. So they're playing what they have, and they almost pulled it out. And they're still only a game back of Tampa Bay. That's five crazy. and nine, five and nine. Tampa Bay took that L this week. They're six and eight, and we play Tampa Bay the last week of the season. So if things shape up, we may get a shot to go to the playoffs, but uh, tough L again because they the defense rallied after that fourteen zero lead and actually put the offense in a good spot. And we'll see. Ritter has some uh, groin to do, but we knew that. He's coming in the middle of the season, his first opportunity, and we'll see what happens next week against the Ravens. Oh, and now, Danny, on to the rest of the NFL, where there were some great games, man. The Jaguars upset the Cowboys off of a, a pick six in overtime, 40-34. Jaguars take, takes the win. Uh, another interesting game was the ending of that Raiders-Patriots game. <laughs> Oh man, the you know last ditch effort by the Patriots, intercepted by the Raiders to take it mm-hmm. back uh, for a touchdown, uh, for thirty to twenty four uh, in that game. The Chargers uh, beat the Titans seventeen fourteen, making that AFC uh, playoff battle even tighter. Bengals beating the Buccaneers thirty four twenty three down in Tampa, uh, as you alluded to. Uh, this lag interesting games here towards the end of the season where playoff positioning is, is critical. And also uh, trying to get into the playoffs is uh, even more critical. The Mm -hmm. Detroit lions takes the win Mm -hmm. 20 to 17, man. The lions are pretty good, Danny. They're pulling it together. So we'll see what happens. What say you about the NFL? So Jason, just a couple on those games, you mentioned the Patriots, may have uh, cost themselves a playoff spot based on how they ended that game with the Raiders. No idea why they just didn't take the knee because they were headed to overtime. But now they may be on the outside looking in. It just depends. They have three weeks left, so anything can happen. But that one was costly. Buccaneers jumped out on the Bengals 17 nothing, and then Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have four turnovers in the third quarter all on their side of the field and the Bengals took advantage and the Buccaneers still hang on to the NFC South lead at this point in time. Another game, the Giants and Commanders game, that Sunday night game was really good where the Giants prevailed 20 to 12. Commanders had multiple opportunities at the end of that game. There's some controversy on the officiating in that game uh, in the end zone where a couple plays that were called, there was one penalty called on McLaurin in particular where he seemed like he agreed, him and the official agreed where he was, and he got a legal formation. And then a, a PI call that may have been missed at the end of that game. So we're getting down to it, man. These games are close, and the Titans better watch out, man. They have the Jaguars on their heels now all of a sudden. So I think the Titans should be okay because they end with Houston, Dallas, and, and Jacksonville, so they can take care of that. But don't mess around because Jacksonville is sneaky. And Danny, just as we're talking about this weekend's uh, games, I have to say one game uh, that I really enjoy watching was that of the Celebration Bowl and where we had Jackson State University, mm-hmm. Coach Prime's last game 
uh, in the SWAC and with Jackson State uh, going against North Carolina Central. And that game actually pulled in uh, a rating of 1.42 uh, or an average viewership of 2.42 million uh, viewers or, or eyes on uh, ABC. Yeah. Uh, so very good ratings there, Danny. Uh, but Jackson State takes the L. 41-34 in overtime thriller, man. Let me just say this was a thriller. At the very end of the fourth quarter, man, Jackson State was down, driving to, and they had to score a touchdown in order to uh, tie the game, in which they did. Combination uh, from Sanders to Hunter uh, for the touchdown. Man, that was awesome. The place went ballistic. Uh, And then it went into overtime, Danny. It went into overtime where, again, North Carolina Central prevails. Jackson State had the opportunity to tie in overtime. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, there was a drop pass in the end zone mm-hmm. uh, by a student athlete. And my prayer is that the student athlete does not uh, get abused or bullied or anything of that sort. Uh, these are student athletes we're talking about. My hope is that he is good. Even with that drop pass, there still was an opportunity to tie in overtime, and uh, it was an incomplete pass, Danny. Mm-hmm. What say you about the Celebration Bowl? Jason, this one was back and forth, and it looked like Jackson State in the second half, they were done for, man. North Carolina Central would start just running on them, but they pushed through, and – Hunter got that touchdown pass, which was a great throw and catch. I don't know how in the world because it was right at the end of the game. It was no time left. I don't know how in the world he I don't know how in the world he caught that pass, but it was a great catch because he had actually dropped one two plays before that. I think one thing that happened last year, happened again this year to Jackson State was they got beat in the trenches. North Carolina Central was all over Sanders. And the they were rushed blitzing him and they made him uncomfortable. So yeah, very physical. Very yeah, physical. They brought it this week, this past week, and that's where I think they won this game because they put a lot of pressure on them and they won in the trenches. So it wasn't like Jackson State was in the first half, Jackson State was comfortable, but in that second half, they brought the heat. And ultimately that cost Jackson State an end. And like you said, that pass, it was right in his hands, and he dropped it. And you, like you said, hopefully um, he gets past it because that's that's tough, man, because that could have tied the game, and you don't know what could have happened after it. But mm-hmm. all in all, great season for Jackson State. Congratulations, North Carolina Central, on a great season as well. And, Danny, another game that I watched was the finals in the World Cup. And, oh, boy, what a game, man. What a match. Argentina wins on penalty kicks uh, against France. Messi, uh, he scores on a penalty 23 minutes in, and he also scored with 108 minutes into uh, the match here. Uh, But this was just an awesome game to watch, Danny. My understanding is that, obviously, Lionel Messi is considered one of the best of all time, uh, arguably. Mm-hmm. He was looking for a World Cup to add to his uh, list of accomplishments. 
and so this was something that he was missing against Mbappe, who is coming, man. He is one that is uh, really a young lion, I would say. Okay. Mm -hmm. My understanding is that Messi would be considered Michael Jordan. Mbappe would be considered LeBron James. Mm -hmm. And Mbappe, though, he has a World Cup already on his trophy case. Whereas Messi has all these other accolades except the World Cup. And so the battle back and forth between Argentina and France was, oh my gosh, it was so good. The first half, Argentina was very aggressive, ultra aggressive, even defensively. And they were up to nothing, to nil. Mm -hmm. Uh, And second half, man, Mbappe just started to take over, man. Uh, Had uh, first a penalty kick uh, at the 80th minute. And then a minute later, scored a goal to level <laughs> to level it. <laughs> uh, and so, man, this is just going back. And then Argentina scores, Messi scores at the 108th minute, make it 3-2. And then 10 minutes later, off a penalty, Mbappe scores to tie it up uh, to make it level. And so this was considered one of the best, if not the best, World Cup final in history. And I had the pleasure of watching this and where Argentina wins on penalties four to two. And again, man, this is an awesome display of soccer or football. Uh, <laughs> and I would have to say this, Danny, the soccer in the grand scheme of things is a lot bigger than uh, U.S. football, hands down. I saw people crying in the stands before the match even started. Mm-hmm. And just how they are tied into their country yep. on a whole different level, man. Whole yes. different level. So congratulations to Argentina, Lionel Messi, and all the rest of the uh, Argentina uh, team here. And congratulations to France for mm-hmm. making it back to be uh, to at least have a chance to repeat as World Cup champions. And now, Danny, on to the NBA with the Christmas Day lineup. Uh, Christmas is upon us. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hanukkah to everyone uh, and all. But when it comes to Christmas time, Danny, that NBA Mm -hmm. got it right. Now, this year is a little different because, obviously, there's going to be NFL football. But I will be watching the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Day lineup starts first with the 76ers against the New York Knicks, 12 o'clock game, Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, Lakers against Mavericks, 2.30 game. Again, this is all Eastern Standard Time. 5 o'clock, Bucks against Celtics. 8 o'clock, Grizzlies Warriors, 10.30. It will all end with the Suns and Nuggets. Danny, I am very interested in this Bucks celtics game. Mm-hmm. I sure will be watching that one. <laughs> uh, that one is going to be whew, one to behold. The 76ers-Knicks game is going to be interesting, too. Uh, Knicks are on a 6-7 game winning streak right now. Um, they are uh, right there standing-wise with the 76ers. So this is going to be a very intriguing game to start things off, Danny. What say you? Yeah, Jay, this lineup. Definitely good. 76ers and Knicks are in the top, almost top half of the Eastern Conference. 
So it makes it a very competitive game. The Lakers, Mavericks, we'll see now with AD being hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one takes a different view as far as what it'll look like and if LeBron and Russ Westbrook are going to play as well. Uh, so we'll see how that impacts that game. Bucks Celtic is the one I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The battle of Giannis and Tatum and Brown and others. And with Middleton coming back, starting to get his legs back, how he looks as well. And mm-hmm. if what they uh how much they actually show too. Yep. You know, it's still early. It is Christmas, but and this one will be competitive. This one's gonna be tooth and all Bucks and Celtics games are usually tooth and nail and they're grinding it out, but uh be interesting very much to see this one. The Memphis Warriors mm. now with Steph being hurt. Yeah. That takes a little of that away, but still, mm-hmm. you know, Clay Thompson <laughs> and the Grizzlies. You know, they had a lot of back and forth. So I'm actually, I'll look forward to watching this just to see what it's about. The Warriors did get blown out last night. So I'm not sure exactly what kind of shape they're going to be coming in to this mm-hmm. game. They will be at home. So that'll help. But the Grizzlies are playing really well right now. And the lack of Steph may do the Warriors in. And mm-hmm. then that Suns Nuggets game, man, that. Actually, won't be a bad game either. So I think they have a nice lineup. That Lakers Mavericks game may be the one, maybe a downer, but I think all the rest of the games would be pretty good. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of our fans. Thank you for tuning in. We wish you well. Thank you for joining us at Backport Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.